Here we go. We're on. Rick, you there? I am here. Awesome. Oh, you're there. Terrific. Welcome to the first episode of the 19096 podcast. So far, we have one, one, one caller, and it's the same. We have one listener, one listener, and it's the same person as last week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She's our number one fan. She's our number one fan. Uh, she still probably hasn't gotten that uh, free coaster yet in the mail, but... Oh, well. Um, Rick, you want to start it off? Who are you? Uh, so my name is Rick. And maybe I should give a little background as to context as to what this whole 19096 is. Shall I? Go for it. 19096 is the zip code that John and I were born in just outside Philadelphia. John can never, <laughs> John can never remember the town that he was born in. And this is Winwood, PA, otherwise known as the birthplace of Rick and John, and 2.4 miles from Kobe Bryant's high school, Lower Marion High School. And just so just so everyone knows, Rick is actually still in Philadelphia. Well, not Philadelphia. Sorry. <laughs> Lower Marion Township. Lower Marion by. Township. I am actually located out in Napa Valley right now, and... Our executive producer is actually en route back to our uh, central offices here in Napa Valley. Uh, you can refer to her as EP. Yes, our, our EP uh, is en route. She had an important meeting with a future client today. We can't say who it is, but you know we're we're hoping for big things. Um, exactly. You know, since this is our first one, I kind of wanted to talk about what we are and what we aren't. Um, what we are not. We are not X's and O's. We are not a betting channel. We are not a, uh, you know, dive deep into the film, you know, kind of podcast. We are a... Just, we are not a dating and relationship podcast. We are We are a comedy podcast, though. <laughs> uh, well, well co comedy isn't our first focus. It's like kind of a byproduct, right? Yeah, just, yeah exactly. It's yeah. infused with everything we do and sprinkled in. Yeah, it, it, that's a great way of putting it. You know, you go out and do a job and do a job not to earn money, but to, to contribute. And, you know, money and income is a byproduct of doing your job job well. Exactly. So exactly. What we are is just slice of life with our through line being our Philadelphia Eagles. And yes. anyone who knows the Eagles knows. And, and our EP knows this well, too. She was not born an Eagles fan. I don't even know if she's considered an Eagles fan. Uh, but Matt did join us, and I love Matt's icon. That is uh, uh, tremendously appropriate. Um, 
yeah, it's hard being an Eagles fan, and it was especially hard this past week. Yes, um, no doubt, no doubt. But we are still Eagles fans, no matter yes. what. Yes, no matter what. But um, so we're going to do this every Wednesday, five thirty Pacific, eight thirty Eastern, or Bryn Mawr time, as we might say. So uh, or Philadelphia, Philadelphia time, time. Philadelphia Eagles time, time. Lo- local time at the yes. lake, Eagles time. Yes. Um. Yeah, so hopefully uh, if we have the patience and wherewithal to do this, uh, we'll, we'll keep doing it each week. Um, and I'd just like to note, before we go any further, I'd like to track something. Right now the Phillies are losing 3-1. to one. Let's see what the score is at the end of this podcast, at the end of this episode, because I think the deficit of two runs will be even more by the time we go off there. Oh, well, you know. Wait till their bullpen comes in and uh, uh, double that. Yeah, it's only the third inning. Give them some time. They'll be down by five yep. before we know it. Yeah. Um, so, well, let's get into it. Let's talk about what happened this past weekend. Rick, do you have an, an initial take or you know something you want to get off your chest? Uh, I think the big thing is what didn't happen. I mean, I think the best play player or aspect of the game was the punter. I think we can, when we talk about positives and negatives or challenges, right, I think our punter did a really good job. I mean, he was used frequently. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to give, you know, a uh, helmet sticker to him for uh, for doing all the, you know, great punting here. Um, but, no, uh, in all seriousness, I mean, it, it was kind of a miserable existence for the three and whatever hours it was because – First of all, the announcers were terrible. I mean, I thought I was listening to the Dallas Cowboy television network. I thought it was like Jerry Jones and Roger Stallback and Tony Dorsett doing the game. Well, let's be honest here. ESPN is basically the uh, Dallas Cowboys slash uh, New York Yankees slash Boston Red Sox slash, uh, you know, name another major market, you know, network. That's it. They are basically the Cowboys' lapdog. Yes. Yes. If you want to, if you want to, you know, yeah, it's, uh, they're annoying, but no, sorry. I didn't mean to keep yes. going. Yes. Yes. So, you know, back to the punter, um, you know, new punter this year. Um, he did, you know, a really good job. He had six punts, average of 43 yards and two inside the 20. So, you know, we're looking for him to continue that. But anytime that you do a recap of a game where you're talking about the punter, it's pretty bad. You know, um, only three rushes for, uh, you know, as far as running backs, not good. That's not good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we have a lot to make up for. I think, you know, really a kind, of, a kind of my sense is, you know, we won that first game against Atlanta, and I think everyone thought like, oh, man, we're going to win 10, 11, 12 games. And Those effing guys read their own press clippings. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, now give – you know, this is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Going to give some credit to Dallas. You know, they have a lot of good pieces coming back. You know, Dak is back. All that, you know, all that stuff. You know, they are. They played Tampa Bay yeah. tough, so you know they're a halfway decent team. So, um, and I think the Eagles are still trying to figure it out. You know, the Eagles are a quarter decent team. I think more like an eighth decent team. Um, so, yeah, I think, we, you know, we have a long way to go. We've got, we're dealing with a bunch of injuries. Even more, you know, this week, say Amalo's now going to be out. Or he got injured during the game and um, broken, broken foot. foot. 
at least at least like fracture. I don't know exactly what that is, but it sounds bad. I honestly think that someone else. I'm, I was almost going to say like my knee jerk reaction to say Carson Wentz had an injury, but someone else. Oh, I, was it? Uh, I was going to say Deshaun Jackson may have had that same thing. He, he might have. The only thing I know about Lissy, whatever it is, fracture is basically you're done for the year. Um, yes. That's, that's all I need. Yeah, I you know I know Carson once had a foot injury. He had a you know a foot injury, and then he had two ankles injured. He's slowly like working his way up his leg. Next to you know, oh, Gigi's on he's the line. Gonna, uh, you know, injure his shin or something, and then his knee, and then his thigh, and just you know work his way up. Um, so for what it's worth, I you know just to jump in for a second, the the there's a lot of podcasts, Eagles podcasts out there that are afraid to say Carson Wentz. We're not afraid to say Carson Wentz. It's a, no. it's okay. Uh, I prefer the name Carson Wentz. Yes, yes. Our EP uh, would uh, very much uh, you know agree yeah. with that. Yes, but that's you know kind of. You know, that's when I realized when I hit a new low the, the other night after the game is I went and started listening to Colts podcasts to see how depressing they felt. <laughs> that, that's how bad it got. Right. And then I started looking right. at 2022 mock drafts. That was so I couldn't even look at the uh, the yeah. The only interest I have in Carson Wentz is after each game, trying to see how many snaps he had and make sure he finished the game. Because you know, if we, if he plays seventy five percent of snaps, we get the Colts first round pick. So he has one hundred ninety three snaps this year. So he needs to hit uh, eight hundred. Or sorry, he has one hundred ninety three snaps this year. He needs to hit basically eight hundred ninety three snaps in a 17-game season. So he's 17% there. So we're well on our way to the 11th pick or 13th pick or 12th pick, depending upon which uh, mock draft you take a look at. I looked at like four or five. They all had just different orders for everyone. So I think people are... Well, they are 0-3. So, you know, they're going to be up there. Um, And also we have Miami's number one. So, and they're 0-3 also. So, um, and hey... Hey, look, things are looking up too. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, back to the game. Uh, I apologize for digressing. You'll, you'll notice there's a lot of that in this uh, ongoing conversation. Yeah, we'll we'll digress immensely yeah. you know, quite often. Um, but yeah, I think Jalen Hurts is still trying to figure it out. You know, I think there's a lot of talk that he's really not going to be the quarterback here next year. Uh, but we got to roll with him, you know, this year. Um, but he was, you know, 25 for 39, good stats, but. You know, the two picks. Left a lot of yards on the field. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's cliche number one. Um, yeah. You know what? I got to uh, – hold on. Let me write that down. One of my many things is to write down the, the, the phrases I will never say again. And that's <laughs> Yes, please do. Um, yeah, you know, when you throw a pick six, when you throw another uh, – you know, you throw one interception when we're just about to score – and another interception that gets returned, you know, that's in essence like a 14-point swing, right? So, you know, yeah. if in your imaginary world, if you give the Eagles seven and take seven off of the Cowboys, it was really a 34-28 to 28 game. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one that's it's good therapy right there. <laughs> yeah, that makes you feel better. That's what I'm telling myself. 
Yeah, um, keep telling yourself that. Yeah, you know, also, like I said earlier, Dallas has a halfway decent team. Um, but, you know, they were celebrating, like, you know, that they were going to the Super Bowl. They're, you know, they haven't been to the Super Bowl in, like, 25 years. I think Dak, well, I don't even know if Dak Prescott was alive, was even born yet last time they were in the Super Bowl. But that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. Dak Prescott? I'm moving on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the only last thing I'll say about this game is I think here's my theory as far as what happened. Supposedly they ran a ton of RPOs, right? That's kind of their, their deal. And I think Jalen called his. Oh, team. when you say they, when you say they, you mean the Eagles. Oh, sorry. We. Mr. 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 Sirianni was calling a lot of RPOs. Yeah, I think he meant we. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we, we, we the Eagles, <laughs> were calling a lot of RPOs. <clears throat> and I think uh, Mr. Hertz called on himself way too much. And that's why in the post-game press conference, he was basically just blaming himself. I think he's probably the number one right. culprit why uh, a certain Miles Sanders, and we'll get to this later, uh, did not get the ball as often as he should. Well, if you're if you're the coach, right, and the uh, quarterback on all the RPOs is passing, what do you do? Call a run, right? Like, I know, I you know. know. That's if it gets out, you know, you're not you're the head coach, like you're the leader. Um, but anyhow, um, yeah, that's yeah. the game. Do we want to? Uh, or is now the time for me to tell my Dallas story, my Jerry Jones Dallas story, or do we want to go there? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Let, let's let's put uh, let's, well, let's cap, yeah, we'll the, cap uh, the Dallas the, game with this. Yeah. Fine, exactly. Uh, so yeah. I was in Dallas on business, and I went to this bar, the Honor Bar. If you're ever in Dallas, go to the Honor Bar, Highland Park, Highland Park Village, great place. Um, went in there to have dinner. I walked in. Jerry Jones was sitting at this semi-circular table uh, with another guy, which I think. I mean, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not a huge Jerry Jones fan, but um, I think it was his son. So they were just sitting there having a drink talking. So I went in, had my dinner at the bar. And then as I, as I was walking out after I, you know, immediately had a drink or two, I thought I'd go over and introduce myself to, you know, Jerry Jones. Just two? Two. Yes, yeah, during dinner. One with one okay. with dinner one, and sure. one as dessert. Um, oh, all right. And so I thought I'd go over and introduce myself to Jerry Jones because, you know, we're not, and basically what I said to him is what I believe. Like, you know, he's a really good businessman, um, you know, and he's done a lot of revolutionary things and he's done a very good job. And that let me digress a little bit further. You know, Jerry Jones's daughter was in uh, the same class as Jim, our brother, our older brother at Stanford, same year. Who couldn't be with us tonight because he's still trying to figure out how to unmute his IPhone. Jim is actually organizing his uh, tweed vests in his closet tonight, so he couldn't uh, join yes. us. But anyway, I went over and introduced myself to um, Jerry Jones, and I said, Jerry, uh, he was sitting there, his son, I guess, had left, and he was sitting there with like four or five girls who were like, not his wife, not his daughter, but very pretty girls. So I had, you know, an additional incentive to over and introduce myself. But anyway, I went over and said, Jerry, you know, Hi, my name's Rick. Rick, you know, I'm from Philadelphia. And he said, oh, you're not going to beat me up. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, funny. You know, funny, you know, Philadelphia fan joke, which I've heard, you know, 32,000 times. And uh, I said, you know, I really admire you business-wise, but, you know, we're, I don't see eye to eye with you. And he said, 
wow, Rick, you know, that's really nice of you. And he paused. He said, why don't you sit down and have a drink with us? And I said, well, sure. Jerry Joe's orders me a glass of wine. And, you know, we sit there. We're talking for a little bit. And then... Uh, what kind of wine was it? Uh, whatever Jerry Joe, he just ordered me something. I drank whatever Jerry Jones, you know, um, sent to me. So, was it like a Sutter Home Chard, buttery Chardonnay? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, it was sure. a wine. You know, I couldn't smell it, so I couldn't tell you what it was. Oh yes, that's a fun fact about Rick, folks. <laughs> he can't smell. Never been able to smell. Um. So anyway, so I, so Jerry says to me, he says, you know, Rick, I have to, you know, you had an awful lot of balls coming over here and introducing yourself to us. And I thought like, oh my gosh, like, is he going to make me pay for my wine or is he going to kick me out of here? And, and he said, there's a, like that pregnant pause, like, oh no, like, where's this going? And then he says, but I admire that. I admire that in a guy. I admire that you came over here and introduced yourself to us. And I said, well, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. Thank Thanks, you, Jerry. Jerry. So, you know, he ended up leaving. I met some of the girls. Like, all the girls were like, it was like the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders Alumni Association or something. So I met some of them, talked with them for a little bit. But I walked away from that evening thinking, hey, Jerry Jones admires my balls. So <laughs> so that's uh, that's my Dallas story. Um so, I know if we had, you know, a studio audience, they'd laugh at that, but we don't have a studio audience, so I'm sure all, all of our listeners are laughing at that, so. Yes, they're yes. chuckling. I, I still am. laugh every time I tell that joke. Story. Story. Is it? Oh, it's, it's just a long joke? <laughs> no, well, it's actually true. It's very true. Okay. So, anyhow. So we're moving on to our, as I call it in the business, our next segment. Our next segment is, let's take some callers. Hello, Kalamazoo. Go ahead. <laughs> we're going to go with, uh, let's see, who, who can we, uh... here, we'll go with the, the international sensation. Head of our research team. Yeah, head of our research team. I'm trying to get him to, inv- uh... He evidently doesn't want to talk. So let's go to uh, let's go to Matt. Let's see if Matt knows how to speak. Oh, there he is, oh. and he needs to unmic his mic. And my okay, here's the great moment of the night so far, everyone. My dad is calling me to figure out how to get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was him. And that's my dad, everyone. Well, he what? He was calling? Yeah. Well, I mean, just, the, app is, call- the app is calling, so oh. he was calling you. Matt, from oh. somewhere, you're on the air. Do you have a question for Rick and his uh, balls and and, uh, and Jerry Jones? I was just going to say Manning Brothers who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Someday we'll get that paycheck. <laughs> Matt, you have very good awesome. taste. <laughs> Uh, here's here's the fun part too, Matt. Is your parents are uh, listening to this next door, and they have the uh, iPad up so loud I can hear it from uh, the next room. Awesome. <laughs> so true uh, grandparent uh, fashion. Grandparent, um, Matt. What do you think about this past week's game? To tell you the truth, I didn't see it. Oh, 
Okay, what do you think uh, about this game coming up? He doesn't know who we're playing. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? I think we have a close cousin here. Matt, give us your hot take. Oh, see, hot take. I got to kill that from the... Uh, yes. Uh, I think you can share in our pain um, because you are a Gamecock fan. Yes, exactly. So, you know, a team that usually each year has a, a fighting chance, but for one reason or another doesn't make any movement. Is that fair to say? How, how is that uh, Shane Beamer doing down there? Uh, a lot of positivity. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more than uh, the toxic must champ. Who is now an assistant coach with Georgia. Georgia. Oh, jeez. Turncoat. They didn't have to move very far for that one. Uh, he and uh, Kirby Smart were both coaches with Saban. Oh, okay. Okay. So same philosophy. I guess. So rumor has it you may know our executive producer, or as we call her, our EP. Um, is there anything you'd like me to say to her uh, this evening? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I just Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy, Matt? Did he dial into the right show? <laughs> I, I think he, I think he got to mix up with another Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has a very offensive picture for his icon. Who who is the screener for this? Who is the call screener for this show? I know. Oh, I think. Uh, oh, look! I think looks like a certain someone wants to uh, join in. Can we do that? Take take next caller. Right, join in. I'll hop off. No, I I think, uh, let's see. Caller, unmute your mic, please. Turn your radio down, caller. (laughs) EP, on the air. Yes, hello. I want to talk about the announcers more because I thought they were so annoying. In particular, when they said that that Dallas touchdown felt like a touchdown like what was that what were they even trying to get at there i thought that was so aggravating yes i want to know what does a touchdown feel like can i feel a touchdown yeah i yeah the announcers left a lot to be desired i remember at one point they said yo Dak prescott has complete control of his uh, offense and then a couple of plays later he took the snap turned around uh, handed off to somebody and nobody was there oh, yeah he has complete control over this total control, total control of the and as a quarterback, Once again, another another Dallas hand job. Yeah, as a quarterback, I, I'm, <laughs> I hope he has complete control of the offense. Right? I mean, is that what he's supposed to do? Part of the job description. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was so clearly skewed towards Dallas the entire time. I thought it was not very great. Yeah. No, I I would agree. Um, yeah, but you know, you would think like Monday Night Football. <laughs> That it would be somewhat impartial, right? That they would be, so, but it just there was. Rick, Rick I got to break it. I got to break it to you. Just, uh, you know what? There's no such thing as journalistic integrity in sports journalism. Sports journalism is an oxymoron. Uh, they were, yeah. Well, yeah. There was an awful lot of fake news going on on that broadcast. Broadcasters hate Gamecocks. Just to let you know. See. I think we got a very close cousin in a Gamecock fan. They should they should like him this weekend against the uh, women of Troy. 
Oh, please note it. Gamecock is a bird too. So yeah, not exa- cl- not a uh, very close cousin of the uh, of the yeah, Eagles, yeah, but. But no, no talents. <laughs> well, I think uh, the the EP set her piece. She's uh, uh, I think uh, logged off to um, uh, and give us our homework for the uh, for the you know, post game production show so, or post game production meeting. But Matt, do you have anything else to add? We, we want to try our, to get some more callers in. We got a few more on the line, but our, our we have a post game production show. Yeah. No, I was making shit up. Oh, we just lost a caller. EP, tell the uh, tell that caller to get back on. Oh, Raph. It's it's so hard to keep track of all of our callers. I'll have more knowledge next. Yes, time. please. Sorry, please. <laughs> uh, should we do the game preview of KC? Yeah, let's take a look at KC. Are we going to win or are we going to lose? We're going to lose. What's next? <laughs> Exactly. Yes, this is Big Red, Andy Reid, returning to Philadelphia. Um, I Not to make fun of the guy, and I know he's in the hospital earlier this week, but what I immediately thought of was Big Red, stay in the hospital as long as you need this week, because that's probably less time you'll have to prepare, prepare for Yeah, us. yeah, you could probably take the week off, right. actually. You'll be quite all right. Right, right, exactly. But no, the uh, the Chiefs are ha- you know struggling so far this year. So let's hope that they you know continue to struggle and they travel east. So um, you know, hopefully, we got the whole time zone thing helping us out. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, you got to watch out for the quarterback Mahomes. He's a stud, um, and we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, right now it's uh, they're saying. 67% chance of Kansas City uh, winning, trying to find the, the spread right now. but uh, I think it's uh, seven and a half is the last thing I oh, saw. Geez. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know. Not that we're talking about betting or anything, but seven points no. being a road favorite uh, says a lot about where the Eagles are. Uh, the one thing I am trying to find out is who are our announcers this week? CBS. So, eh, balls. <laughs> I can't find it. You right. can't find it? <laughs> you know what? I think we're going to have this segment each week. <laughs> this is one of the folks on the segment surfing the internet trying to find some uh, information. Yeah, I would say probably their number one crew is probably. Or no, 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 no the Tampa Bay no, New Orleans game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, where is the? It might be. It might be Romo and uh, and oh, Nance. Right. Oh, f you! It's still giving me the. Um. Yeah. So for CBS, they have Houston, Buffalo, India at Miami, Cleveland at Minnesota. Tennessee at New York, KC at Philadelphia, oh. Baltimore at Denver, and Pittsburgh at Green Bay. So, it's Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis. Oh, another reason to turn in, tune in. Yeah. So, folks, uh, highly recommend that you just uh, uh, tune in to Merrill Reese and turn down your TV and just listen to those guys. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. Yes, yes, thank you. Sorry, Mike, didn't mean to shortchange you. I know you're totally listening to this, too. Exactly. Uh, uh, all right, anything else on the, on our KC folks? No. No, I think we're good there. We'll have a full breakdown right, a quick, after yeah. I watch the coaches' tape. Oh, man, yeah. the all, Give me the all 22 in the end zone and just tell me about those, uh, those uh, cover twos, cover threes. Oh, you know what? This is one thing I want to bring up. Uh, especially on ESPN. This drives me fucking nuts. Stop with the iPad and drawing on an iPad, you know, on your studio shows and standing in front of a big monitor. It is That is like the most uncompelling TV <laughs> maybe ever. And it's just awful. They look awkward. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know where to look at the iPad. Do they look at the screen? Do they look at the camera? Just stop. Great. You have a Wi-Fi signal. In a, in, a, in a $500 iPad. Congratulations, ESPN. Okay. Right. They don't have the full, like, meteorologist ability to okay. look at one way and point at the screen and do all that? No, they don't have the HD Doppler 5000 full team coverage just no. yet, but maybe. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Exactly. Uh, we're supposed to talk about the Phillies right now, but I, what, I, yeah, what I would like to do is just talk about the Philadelphia sports scene in general right now. The Phillies... Three and a half games back with five to play. In fact, they're playing a game right now, so four to play, and they're losing three to one. So they're basically done for the year. Um, and then we have the Sixers, who Ben Simmons has said he's not going to report. You pay the guy a hundred and some odd million dollars. He's already been paid 50% of his salary for the year, and he says, I'm not showing up. I wish I had that kind of job, yeah. right? You're going to pay me a hundred million dollars, so you know what? I'm not coming to work. Um, it's all guaranteed, too. Yes, you are correct. You are correct, yeah. but they'll find them or whatever. But basically, the Sixers, I mean, that's just a mess uh, right now. Yeah, when, when the uh, when the Flyers are your kind of best bet right now, Yeah, even then, it's, uh, yeah, you know, we'll do a Flyers or what. Uh, uh, you know, here, here's the great part right now is they are – They are tied. They have zero wins, zero losses, uh, and one point. <laughs> so there you go. They are uh, not 500, not above 500, not below 500, but they don't have any losses. So, uh, yeah, the Flyers are the bright spot in the season so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just it's a bad time in Philadelphia right here yeah. on the sports teams. I mean, a lot of psychiatrists are in business. Prozac is flying off the shelves. Um, it's a difficult time, but we will persevere and make through it. So, uh, all right, let's move on. Know, yeah, moving on. Uh, you know what? I should. Uh, you know, we're going to strike the moving on from the. Uh, that's just lazy, uh, lazy you know, producing right there. So no more. We can't say moving on anymore. So this is this is the good. Oh. Uh, we we'll, we'll, we got another caller on the uh, on the on the queue. We'll get in our next caller segment. So hang tight, uh, Zach. We'll come to you. Um, you know, let's go to fan mail. Let's jump to fan mail. Fan mail. Fan, fan mail. mail. Yes, we have it. This is our first time airing, and we already have fan mail. Believe it or not, <laughs> we just we just for what it's worth. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to say I'm going to kill. Let's kill for what it's worth. That is a terrible thing to say. Don't need to say it. It's lazy. I don't need to say for what it's worth anymore. And I'm sure the EP will agree with me. Can we just move on to fan mail? Let, uh, well, I just want to get... 
there, there was a sponsor break scheduled into this um, uh, into the show today, but unfortunately, we have no sponsors yet. Uh, I, I'm sure they'll be knocking down the door as soon as they hear this first episode. But yes, let's get into the fan mail. Here's the first one from PJ from Charlotte. He asked us, as an Eagles fan, who do you hate more, the Eagles or the Cowboys? That's a very good question. And I'm going to answer that question first and say, arguably, I hate the Eagles more. And why is that? Because I think there's a close connection between passion and hate and love. And right now, when your team is playing like they are, you hate them immensely. And it's because I love them. I so. that, that was very confusing, but um, yes, I right now I'm very disappointed in our Eagles, but I can never hate them more than the Dallas Cowboys. Otherwise, otherwise, no, no, I, feel like as, game, I feel like a I feel like a spurned lover. Unrequited haunted love. me with all the all the wide receivers and quarterbacks, and just left me hanging dry. But. Well, that's what happens when Howie Roseman drafts. Everyone. Well, we'll get to that. We actually uh, in fan mail. We have that. That is, uh, we'll address that in it. In oh, okay. We have uh, we have some more fan mail. We do have some four man for uh, woo. Some more fan mail. This is from Cooper and Chief and South. We have, we have more f- man fail. Man, we have, well, did you see the game this past week? There was plenty <laughs> of man fail on that, and you're hearing some right now. Cooper from Chapin, South Carolina. Would Miles Sanders' photo do better on a whole milk container, 2%, or almond milk? Cooper, that is, that is you know what, I'm going to strike this. That is a good question. I'm, all questions are good. I'm never going to say that again. <laughs> Did you know in the after-game press conference, Miles Sanders was limited to three questions? <laughs> Didn't sh- <laughs> oh, wow. I need some kind of sound effect for that. Hold on. I'm sure I got three questions. He had three carries in the game. Yeah, all right. <laughs> There you go. What is that? Some sound effects? Yes, I, well, you didn't know. Uh, the uh, the uh, our uh, our EP approved uh, some production purposes, so we have a couple of sound effects. That sound effect brought to you by CLM International. Yeah. yeah. If you ever need help with your iPad, don't go to CLM International. <laughs> uh, do we have any more man fail? Yes, we have some more man fail. Last one. This is from Ben in Walnut Creek. Exactly how much dirt does Howie have on Jeff Lurie? Um, it's pretty, I, I think the answer to that is simply a lot. You know, it's funny because I remember in 2017, like that was basically like the 25th year, roughly, or 20th year, I can't remember, uh, that Lurie had owned the team with Howie Roseman. You know, Roseman wasn't uh, GM at, you know, when he first got it. But I was like of the opinion, like, guys, You've been at this like twenty or twenty-five years. If you haven't gotten to a Super Bowl by now, like move on. Like get somebody else in here. You know what do you yeah. know? Uh, they want it, but it's basically I, yeah. like you know when you're over twenty-five. Is that a little bit of a hint to like give up? But yeah, I just uh, uh, we could get into draft, but that's for episode thirty-eight. Yeah, thirty-eight. But weeks. no, I uh, yeah. No, there's something that dynamic between uh, Howie and Lurie is is strange. It's yeah. yes, there there's there's dirt there, and and Howie has it stuffed away in his mattress. Yeah, something's for, going on there for an important day. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for uh, the fan mail segment. 
what, what, what is that for? That is, uh, that's how I feel, a spurned lover of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, all right. So let's, uh, we did have a very important event today in, in the family. Um, I think a, you know, a lot of people should know about this. My parents are not very good at social media, uh, so I don't think this has been shared yet. Um, and Rick, I think you were there to see some of this in action because you, uh, you're in the same city as they are, but they, um, they got a new refrigerator this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our parents, bless their hearts. Our father is <laughs> 83. Our mother is 79 and they still live on their own, you know, still drive themselves. We are very, very fortunate, you know. I'm saying yes. all, all of this to preface it to say they do provide us with some great material to laugh about, and we are very appreciative of that. Their, the refrigerator went out about three weeks ago, and they went and bought a refrigerator. It was delivered. It had some gashes in it. They couldn't bring it in. And now, mind you, the kitchen is on the second floor, and you come up the stairs and have to make a 90-degree turn to get up the rest of the stairs. So not exactly something that uh, the delivery men were excited about. And so the second refrigerator came, and they got into an argument as to it was too big for the space that it was in. So, Oh, I, you know what? Folks, I did not know this. I had no idea there was a first one that came and had a gash in it. This is uh, this is breaking news. So then, the third time, after after the second time, mom looked at dad and said, "You're going to have to take me out to dinner for the next week until the real refrigerator gets here." Um, and then, so on Monday, they delivered it, and as the two guys who were, were pushing it up the stairs, lifting it up the stairs, dad was behind them. <laughs> what? <laughs> what well, that's that's you know. Let's be honest. That's the wrong place you want to be in this world. Right. Right it's behind two, two guys. So dads, as these guys, as these guys yeah. are straining to get it up one stair, as you can imagine, lifting a refrigerator up stairs. Dad says, "Well, doesn't look like you're going to have to go to the gym after work tonight." <laughs> oh, full of jokes, too. <laughs> I'm surprised kids, the guy kids, just didn't kids, get out of the way and let the thing tumble down on Dad. Kids, yeah. a little advice for you. Let the guys be who are carrying your refrigerator up your stairs in your house. Exactly, exactly. So we'll have uh, update each week on uh, yeah on, on, the on Pat and Dick um, and their yes. uh, their lives. Always entertaining. Yes, and that's the end of the Pat and Dick segment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so funny. I'm still laughing about it. Um, do we have any other callers? Did, didn't we have a caller? Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see if we can uh, get some more callers on the air. We can always bring. We can always bring back the EP in a, uh, in, a in a tight moment. She's uh, she's always willing she's to never give feedback. Wa- she's always willing to insert herself. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Do we have Zachary? Uh, we'll see. I, you know what? I think uh, Zachary's a, a first time caller, first time listener. Uh, I invited him to speak, but I'm sure, um, you know, there's a bit of a learning curve on using call-in. So we go. Oh, oh. There there we go. First-time caller, long-time listener. Zach, you're on the air. Unmute your phone, and uh, you're rolling. Zach, are we live? Oh, there, he there he is. <laughs> yeah, there he is. 
That's wow, this is this is my first time. Does this sort of add towards my 15 minutes of fame that I get in my life? Uh, yes, this is, you will leave this show with 14 minutes left. You I'm so also, excited. <laughs> you can also put it on your LinkedIn profile. Oh, I don't have one of those. No. Well, Facebook, whatever your social media is of choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> MySpace. Can I put on my MySpace profile? Yeah. Yes, you <laughs> sure. can. Friendster. Okay, perfect. Hey, I've got a question about the Philadelphia Eagles. Please. What what year roughly did they start playing football? Thirties? Maybe uh, even before that. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> Hold on, let me uh, let me talk I, to um, our uh, uh, our research department. He's just yeah. Wait, yeah, where where is Raph? Where is Raph? He had, he had to go, loser. He had to go. Jeez. Uh, 1933 is when they started. Uh, see, I, I, I got what I was close. I was close. So here's my question. I've missed a few games. Do you guys mind catching me up? And you could start right around 1933. Yeah, sure. So in, uh, uh, there's... And, then there, and then there was a Super Bowl in 2017. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, not a lot happened. Not a lot happened. Not a lot happened. They won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and not a lot's happened since. Right. That's right. it. And those, and those are Philadelphia Eagles. You weren't actually calling in to actually get some facts here, were you? <laughs> yeah, I guess I could have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what could Google? What is Google? Um, um, yeah, no, they started in 1933 in the Eastern Division, and in 43 they were actually the Steagles. That's that was uh, the Steelers and the Eagles. Um, and then I heard today actually they played a game right before the game where Wilt Chamberlain scored a hundred points. I I wow. haven't verified that, so uh, no referencing that on uh, Wikipedia. Uh, but I'm going to have to delve into that. I don't know if that's a true story or not. Well, Zach, thank you for your call. We'll let you go. We'll see you uh, next week. Um, all right. Let's, uh, oh, I, I almost said it. I almost said one of the things that's on the list and I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad I didn't say it. Um, let's see if, uh, oh. Damn by, we're trying to get. Uh... I would just like to say also while John's doing whatever he's doing is that Jeffrey Lurie, he is a great businessman. He bought the Eagles in '94, uh, right, for $195 million. He borrowed $20 million. Yeah, no, he borrowed $175 million and put $20 million down that he got from his mom, supposedly. <laughs> so he basically put $20 million down, and he's tr- and the, the team is now worth $2.6 billion. Yeah. It's a sound yeah. investment. Yeah. To t- uh, he turns $20 million into $2.6 billion. It's pretty good. Uh, our EP has joined us. She's on mute right now, but we just yes. wanted to see EP. Any uh, feedback on the ep- on our first episode? I'm sure there'll be plenty of notes, but we would love to hear kind of initial knee jerk reactions. 
I think you guys are doing great. Really enjoyable, uh, which, is, which is why I wanted you to go and do this in the first place. But my question is actually, I know you both differ on this. I want to know your favorite offensive player of all time. Oh. The, well, uh, the, the player that has offended me the most <laughs> or the player that has played on the offensive side of the ball? Maybe it's both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite player that plays on offense has always been the tight end, Keith Crefley. That's going back a couple of years. Now, I mind see. you, I've been... Uh, he was just, like, played tight end when I was a youngster. So, that's like... And now I'll have to go in and change all of my... Where I've used that name for... Um, uh, for your passwords. Not my passwords, but the security questions. <laughs> well, they don't know your birth date, so they can't use Crumley birthday. Crefley. K-R-E-P-F-L-E. John? Uh, see, the easy one is, is Randall Cunningham. I, I grew up in the uh, Randall Cunningham era. But that's, that's, that's too easy. I, you know... This is a good one. Uh, I could easily name my... Well, I'll save that for another segment next time. Uh, okay, think about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I had some pets named after uh, some defensive players, but that's 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 for another day. What? Uh, um, uh, and is your favorite play of all time the obvious one from the Super Bowl, or do you have a different one in your head? I have two, actually. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll answer the question. I will say probably um, Keith. Uh, I don't know. I you know what? I don't know. I can't answer the question. I'm so. Um, I can go Randall Cunningham. Um, I can go Keith Byers. I can go Keith Jackson. I could go Deshaun Jackson. I could go. Um, Anybody um, named Jackson that played on the offense? I was really excited about Mike Quick, but he got hurt at that point, like back when like knee injuries were really kind of like just killed your career. Uh, my favorite play of the Eagles is, so there was a strike year that Buddy Ryan was the coach. And for a couple games, you know, there were basically guys that they took off the street that played for the Eagles. But the uh, Cowboys had... They had like all their almost their full complement of players, and they were just beating the snot out of the Eagles. So the very next time the Eagles played, like played the Dallas, they were Buddy Ryan was not tolerating it. So towards the end of the game, they were blowing them out, and that was the famous game where it was like towards the end of the game, and Randall Cunningham got the ball pretended like he was going to kneel down and then got, and like Dallas like basically gave up and then he stood back up and threw a touchdown pass to a wide open guy to run up the score on the Cowboys. That encapsulates Philadelphia Eagles. I will say my two favorite would be uh, the, uh, the Randall Cunningham throw to Fred Barnett in Buffalo back in gosh. 92? God, you're so serious. I know. This is serious stuff. I know. I would say that that, that throw and catch and run was pretty amazing. 
The other one I have to say, and this is actually a good story, so we're going to go long, but that's okay. So in, what was it 2010? What year was it? Uh, so I was on the phone with, uh, uh, I'll name him Topher. He's a future call-in person. I was on the phone with Topher. The, uh, the Eagles were down to the New York Giants. And the Eagles needed a touchdown to win. And we're both on the phone. He's on the he's on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. I uh, we're just talking, going back and forth. They're about the Giants are about to kick off to the Eagles. Just thinking, there's only like a couple seconds left. You know, it's going to take a an effing miracle. And just coming back to commercial wide shot score, but I hear Topher on the other line just going crazy, just losing his mind, yelling, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And I thought to myself, because on, on my feed, on the West Coast feed, all I saw was just Deshaun Jackson just standing there just waiting to receive the kick. And I said, holy shit, he returned the thing. And sure enough, that's when I saw Deshaun Jackson return the walk-off touchdown kickoff return. And that was pretty amazing. So. That's pretty amazing. Topher, now, Topher, that's the guy that you... Used his Netflix account for a couple yes. years? Yeah, don't tell him that, please. <laughs> He's also the guy who, when he came to visit you in San Francisco, he had his briefcase stolen out of his uh, rental car, just like his father had happened to him yeah. 20, 20 years yes. before. And he, al- he also got married in an Eagles uniform. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, EP, anything else that, uh, we, you know, any more, uh, we'll do, you know, kind of a real-time post-production call. You know, I just, I hope that there are other people who love Eagles fans that understand how stressful it is to love an Eagles fan because you get so heartbroken when they lose that they break your heart all the time. <laughs> so it's good to have some camaraderie. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It does definitely spoil. If they lose, it kind of spoils the rest of my Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's the good thing about Monday night football is you go to bed upset and then you wake up the next morning and you're like, nothing happened. You can pretend it was all a dream. (laughs) A bad one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get into uh, final thoughts on this week's show. Um, I'm going to add to the list of never to say again. Rick, do you want to kick it off? Because that is just a lazy way of saying it. But Rick, do you want to kick it off? <laughs> no, this was a this was a great experience. I'm looking to number two. You know, we're going to uh, buff out the uh, rougher points and condense it down and make it you know even better. And hopefully, you can have some sponsors and even some more man fails next week. Yes, and. More sound effects. You have to run those sound effects by the the EP. <laughs> I know, I know. She's she's gonna kill me for just just throwing out random. Sound I, and I will tell some more Eagles stories next week. Like the very first time I went to an Eagles game, and I walked in the bathroom, and guys were pissing in the sink. And my dad said to me, "Don't look! Don't look at that! Don't look!" <laughs> and you looked. And I looked. <laughs> it told everyone at school the next day. <laughs> and everyone on the podcast 40 years later. 
Anyhow. Uh, my final thought is this game sucked this last week. I'm sure this coming game will suck this week. And I'm just girding my loins for just disappointment for the next three weeks. So the good news is depression and loss and frustration makes for good podcasting. So hopefully between uh, the Eagles nosediving and us buffing out some edges, you know, listeners may get some uh, pretty some pretty entertaining uh, uh, podcasting out of us. Yes, I I would agree, and I want to have a shout out to all of our listeners. Tell your friends. Yes, we're on and, uh, every week, uh, Wednesday five thirty PT to eight thirty uh, or eight, eight, uh, 5.30 PT, eight thirty ET. Um, tell your friends. Nothing but a good time. Uh, just pure passion and eagles, and anything funny you can entertain us and the rest of the listeners with. Rick, anything else for you? No. Let's have some music to take us out. All right, let's take us out, music. I think I heard someone yell in the, in the screen, in the, in the door, or room next door. But, all right, good night, everyone. <laughs>